0: Welcome to the Northeast Beat. I'm your host Dan Saul, along with my co-host for the evening, Paul Casaro. How are you doing tonight,
1: Paul? I'm uh riding high after seeing my uh, Dallas Cowboys absolutely demolish the Eagles on Monday Night Football. So that's good.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a beatdown. I, I mean, it, they looked really good in the first half, and then they got the pick six to start the second half. And uh, cruise to a 41 21 victory. It, the Eagles honestly um, look like they have a long way to go. They, I don't think they have enough offensive weapons. The Cowboys went right down the field on them multiple times. Uh, I was actually shocked the first half total for that game was 13 and a half for the Cowboys, which the Cowboys had in their sleep. If Elliott doesn't, you know, uh, if he crosses the plane there, they have 14 before you blink your eyes, basically near uh, you know, late in the first quarter. Uh, but the, the Cowboys, uh, if, I, if I'm a Cowboys fan right now, I'm feeling really good. I mean, they beat the Chargers, and the Chargers are coming off the win us the Chiefs. So that looks better by the day. They lost at the gun to the uh, Buccaneers, and Buccaneers probably top three or four team of football. And then the Eagles, uh, I don't think the Eagles are in any great chase, but they beat the crap out of them, you
1: know? Yeah, you know, the Eagles did have some drives where they were moving the ball down the field. They had some big chunk plays. Um, But the Cowboys defense has been very opportunistic to start the season. They lead the league in turnovers again. Trayvon Diggs has now an interception in three straight games. Uh, And like you said, had the one for the touchdown. And Anthony Brown had one, I think, on the Eagles' first drive of the game when they were really, you know, rolling through. So, yeah, it's a little bit of like that opportunistic. And, uh, you know, again, uh, seven of the Eagles' points came from a defensive touchdown that was basically a zero yard return into the end um but yeah i'm i'm feeling good about the cowboys especially considering all the injuries that they're dealing with and uh players on covid uh on the covid list so yeah i i agree i think they're in a good spot right now and i'm there's definitely excitement moving forward Um, sure
0: and honestly i mean you know, I don't know. The, the next couple, I know their schedule. Uh, but um, moving forward, I mean, the next two weeks, they got the Panthers now without McCaffrey. You know, they're they're a four- or five-point favorite. I actually really like them this weekend. I think four, four-and-a-half, I think. And also, Darnold's due to have, like, not the greatest game. They haven't played that good of a schedule, realistically. They played the Jets. They played – they looked good against the Saints, so I'll give them that. And then they played the, uh, the Texans. So – I mean yeah. you know like the we need the the jury's still out in Carolina just like I think it is Denver I think Denver this weekend and we'll get to it later on but against Baltimore you know you're not playing the Jets you're not playing the Giants anymore you're it's a, it's a drastic step up in competition
1: and I think Carolina has the number 1 defense right now and they're allowing if I remember correctly 190 yards per game which is insane that's not sustainable. Yeah. I actually, um,
0: it's interesting you said that because I was looking before, I, I, like every week I fill in the, the scores for games. And uh-huh. normally I don't notice something like that, but I was looking at Carolina scores. Carolina scores for like NFL, very like 1913, 24 to six or 24 to nine last week. Yeah. The Saints game was 26 to seven. They're playing yeah. like, they're playing lower scores than most college teams play. to be Yeah. Honest. So,
1: We're going to see how legit that defense is because the Cowboys offense is, you know, very high powered. So we'll see what that's like. Um, What what were some other teams that you think stood out to you from last weekend's matchups?
0: I think you really got to start with the Packers. I mean, the Packers was not or not that week one team that we saw against the Saints. Uh, they they looked much better. Um, Aaron Jones really has had a uh, had a nice season so far. I mean, he had the four touchdown game Monday Night Football it is against the Lions, uh, but this past week he had um, say eighty two yards on nineteen carries. He had a touchdown. Devontae Adams went off. You know he. Looked like he suffered a concussion with the, with the hit, but I still had that. 12 receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. He had a, you know, a, a, man, a, a man's game there. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, I don't know what you want. Like, Niners took the lead with that uh, touchdown to Juszczyk. Uh, it was a 12-yard score with 37 seconds left. I I mean, I know you're down and you want to score there, but you almost got to run, like, one or two more plays, give Rodgers 15 seconds or something. They Mm -hmm. scored with 37 seconds. Devontae Adams (laughs) gets that catch near midfield, and then it was – that was all she wrote, basically. Um, Crosby attempted that
1: 51-yarder, and that was that. It it is – I mean, I I know there's, like, the meme of Aaron Rod, like, the Instagram – you know, Aaron Rodgers with his, you know, face. And it's like, you know, it shouldn't have given him 30 seconds left on the clock. And I just think to myself, you know, 37 seconds as a defense, you you can't hold them to less than 30 yards of like offense. So I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, again, just like showing why he's such a good quarterback. And after that first, you know, Stinker, he's finally picking it back up again. Their offense is rolling, so I agree with you. I think they're in a good spot. The team that's surprising me right now is the Chargers, to be honest. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Kansas City, I don't know if it is the Chargers just being better from last year and improving. Their de- defense seems to be legit. Um, the, but- the,
0: the, and this is what I said on, on, on our podcast last week, Paul. The bottom line is the Chiefs' defense just sucks. I said it last week, and that's like that magic number. A lot of decent to good teams are going to score about 30 points on the Chiefs. I mean, I, if you look so far, 36 against the Ravens, 30 against the Chargers, and then uh, the Browns' game was, what, 26 or 28? So, mm-hmm. like, they're giving up about that every single week. Their, their defense just needs to pick it up, really. Um, yeah. And they, I actually really like to spread this weekend. They're playing the Eagles. They're giving seven, seven and a half. I think that – uh, you know, you, you want to see Reed on the sideline against the Eagles, you know, because he, he went yeah. through that medical emergency. So hopefully uh, Andy's going to be all right uh, for this weekend's game mm-hmm. to face his whole team. Um, but I, I, think that's, I think that's a great situational spot for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious to see, you know, I, I assume that Kansas City will bounce back and, you know, they're definitely going to be in the playoff picture, you know, without question. They'll figure things out. But I, I think it's more about, the Chargers making a push forward. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's second year, he's, he's playing well. They've got players on offense who are, you know, coming up hot. And again, that defense um, defense doing a really good job, locking down teams and keeping, keeping games relatively low scoring at least enough for the offense to not have to drop 35 points to be able to win a game. You know, the defense of theirs is not a liability. Um yeah,
0: the, the – uh, the, that game was actually really interesting this weekend where the Chargers actually it, – it, it like the Chargers jumped out to a lead, 14-3 at halftime, and then the Chiefs outscored them 14-0 in the third, and then the fourth quarter was a back and fair um, – or a back and forth affair. Mm-hmm. um. In the third quarter, uh, Mahomes threw it to uh, Fortson. I texted you, I think, <laughs> who, the, who the hell is Fortson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Two-yard yeah. touchdown. Uh, and then uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a 10-yard touchdown catch um, to put the to put the game at 17-14 Chiefs. And then after that, it was uh, Herbert to Mike Williams. Mike Williams had a big fourth quarter. He had two touchdowns. Uh, he scored a, a 20-yard uh, touchdown pass which gave, gave the Chargers the lead. And then Mahomes uh, threw it to McCole Hardman, who put them up. At that point, it was, uh, it was uh, 24 to 21. And then the Chiefs scored – or the Chargers scored nine points to finish the game. It was a field goal to tie it. And then Herbert threw to Williams, like I said before. Uh, it was a four-yard touchdown catch in the final minute. Chiefs had a chance uh, – uh, to win at 31 to 30. The Chargers did miss the extra point. The total for the game was anywhere from 54 and a half to 55. So <laughs> then missing the extra point cost the overbetters. Yeah. Which is interesting. But, uh, yeah, that gave, that gave them the win, though. Yeah. Uh, that, that touchdown pass to Mike Williams.
1: Yeah, he's he's been playing well, especially in fantasy. He's, I think, averaging 20 points a game through these first three games, which is very good for him. It's a contract year for him. So I'm sure if he continues that, whether it be the Chargers or someone else, he's going to get some money. Um, So that said, we got a game on right now. We got to talk about Jacksonville coming up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is now – I think you might be ahead of me because I'm just following Gamecast. It's like third and 17, now fourth and seven. Looks like they might have to kick a field goal. Yeah, board.
0: it was a 11-yard catch to, I think, Boy,
1: 83 Boyd, yeah,
0: Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's become a big, pretty big part of the Bengals. I mean, he had a touchdown catch last week. Uh, so we'll follow it. The, the Bengals, right now, they're attempting it looks like a 40. Let's see, that's nah, closer than that. Probably about 35 yard field goal, 34 yard field goal. Yeah, let's see if it's good. It's uh, McPherson actually 43, but it looks like he's picking closer for sure.
1: Yeah, it, um. 43-yarder,
0: and it is no good, is it? Ooh. No good, yeah.
1: Ooh. No, so it
0: remains scoreless uh, with on, a Evan. 521.
1: Evan so. McPherson. Who is Evan McPherson? I've never – he must be new.
0: They went to Florida, I want to say.
1: Is he a rookie? I, I think he is. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um. Yeah, Cincinnati's also missing T. Higgins right now, who is their number two wide receiver. Tyler Boyd's the slot guy. So, you know, you have Jamar Chase, who's been playing pretty well. T. Higgins, when he comes back, plus Tyler Boyd, they've got a pretty good wide receiver core, you know, definitely within like the the top range of wide receiver cores. Cause when I think about that, it's it's completeness, right? Like, you know, you have Seattle with DK Metcalf and um Tyler Lockett, but really after them, I don't think there's a guy that scares you in the same way or who is like recognized. Right. Um, Same thing with like Buffalo. You have uh, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley is pretty, he's great out the slot. Like him and Josh Allen have a really good connection, but Emmanuel Sanders kind of been playing well. Dawson Knox tight end, you know, again, kind of playing well, but none, neither of those guys you think is being you know, someone who's going to scare you versus like Cincinnati, you know, Jamar Chase being the rookie, he'll have years to be able to show what he's capable of doing. So they could have a pretty electric offense, you know, solid players from one to third in terms of wide receiver. Um, There's a lot
0: of uh, big time receivers who are being pretty quiet so far. I mentioned you before uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, He's not really been heard from I know A.J. Brown's dealing with an injury, but he hasn't done much. He actually joked about it two weeks ago, the uh, Seattle game, about how terrible he was that game. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> um, and then Metcalf really hasn't done that much.
1: Yeah, I was, you know. Well, well, we'll Lockett's it- been a
0: bigger receiver for sure. Yeah,
1: so that's it's interesting you say that, and we'll, we'll get into this uh, in our fantasy segment later um but last year Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf went back and forth with who had their monster game Tyler Lockett would drop 40 39 you know abs- like huge numbers and then DK Metcalf would do it next week which yeah. it would make me mad because I had Tyler Lockett um and it, you know I they're gonna figure things out there, they're both too good. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson's too good for them not to figure it out. Um, the but, problem is,
0: still, Paul, I think the division's too good.
1: I mean, yeah, I, legitimately, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna I mean the Rams
0: are probably the best team in football right now. Yeah, the Cardinals are undefeated, and then the Niners are just coming off a loss to the Packers. But I think they're one of the better teams in football,
1: yeah. I mean, so in terms of winning games. You know, we'll see if Seattle can actually keep up. But, I mean, in terms of production, I think those players will be able to get production. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Like, yeah. they'll get theirs. Even, you know, even if they're losing, like, these these games, you know, like the Titans,
1: 33-30, to 30, right. or, you know, they're, like they're going to get theirs. That's a tough game, and Tennessee's good. Tennessee's yeah. not a pushover team, so – um, yeah, we'll see what Seattle is able to do. And they're going to have to play catch up quick because that division has a chance of running away with them in their rear view. Um, yeah. And then let's talk about Seattle. I mean, not Seattle, Jacksonville for a little bit, because now they have the ball. They're kind of moving second and two. At least that's what my game cast is. Telling uh, me. I actually, be I
0: actually thought they played pretty respectable last weekend, Paul. They uh they were actually up in the third quarter and yeah. <laughs> that really would have screwed up a lot of people's survivor pools. because <laughs> a ton of people had the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. But then Cardinals came out of halftime better, for sure. <clears throat> well, to preface it, though, going into halftime, Jacksonville missed a – it was like a 60, 68 yard I think, something like uh, that.
1: Arizona. Arizona missed it. Uh, Arizona,
0: yeah. yeah. And it was returned by Agnew for 109 yards to give uh, uh, Jacksonville the halftime lead. Then coming out of half, it was a Prater 34 yard field goal, which uh, it was 13. So, made 13 10. Robinson actually got a four yard rush uh, up the middle to make it 20 to 10. And then, uh, it was all Cardinals from there. James Connor actually had a really big second half, yeah, a uh, four yard touchdown run, and then within a minute of that a uh, 29 yard interception return by Murphy uh, return for 29 yards. And then the Cardinals never looked back at that point. And Connor added one more one yard touchdown run.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Danny, you're watching the game now, so you can see what Trevor Lawrence is doing. Um, Obviously, you know, he hasn't had, a uh, great start with Jacksonville. You know, there was that whole talk of him having not lost a game since what high school, yeah, something and crazy like that. Now he's 0 and 3 to start his NFL <laughs> career, which is not can't be fun for somebody who's so used to winning. Um, his stats on the year 64, 118, 54.2 completion percentage, 669 yards, five touchdowns to se- seven interceptions. And this is the number one pick in the draft. So, you know, what do you what do you see from him right now? Like just playing in this game? Um, like, do, do you think that it's more of like a coaching staff problem or do you think do they not have enough weapons? What do you say?
0: Yeah, I think I think mainly it's just not having enough weapons. Yeah. Um, I think I think their offensive line needs to be better. I think I think honestly I think Urban's a little shell shock so far out out of being in college football for so long.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know they are they're moving the ball a little bit. I mean the uh, Robinson just ran it down to like the twenty five yard line. So they're looking like they should get some points here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my picks this week was the Bengals seven and given seven and a half, which seems like a lot for the Bengals, but the Bengals have played well though. Yeah. Um. And I think at some point – I think at some point the Bengals will pull away here. I mean, it's a home oh, game. Sure. This is one of those games that the Bengals can't lose, you know. Um. But they look – I mean, that was just a nice run from Robinson. They're uh, they're at the 23 now.
1: And we'll yeah. see what they do here. I mean, we'll see what they can figure out. And we'll come back to this game as we're – Yeah, uh,
0: the, uh, a nice pass uh, to uh, – Oh Dan, uh, Dan Arnold's now on on the uh, Jaguar. Yeah. Right, he was part of that trade. So down to the eight yard line, and we'll we'll actually uh, check out the end of this drive here, since they're about to, to score. It looks like, um, so it, it's scoreless right now with uh, one forty eight left in the first quarter. Um, this would be a, a good start though for the for the Jaguars. They'll feel good mm-hmm. about the, themselves if they can get points, take the lead, to end the first quarter. Uh, so Lawrence takes a snap, handoff to Robinson. Robinson is in. Wow. Nice run.
1: That's big. That's a good – That you know, they got the ball to start, it looked like. And, you know, now they're up by seven. The Bengals – I mean, Bengals have firepower to come back into it, no problem. You know, so we'll see if Jacksonville can just keep their foot on the pedal here. You know, it's always good to be in the lead first because then the other team is playing catch-up. Um, and it all, you know, just gotta, just gotta play things the right way. And it's defense's turn to step up now. Imagine, yeah, I'm imagine Jacksonville winning their first game against my Cincinnati Bengals, the team that I've adopted this season, <laughs> as my pet. They, I just saw
0: something before saying no team was like no team in a hundred years, something like that has lost 20 games in a row. And the Jaguars are two away from doing that.
1: Oh no! Yeah, they got to win this game. <laughs> they got to do that. Don't don't beat that part of history. Um. So let's um. I mean, we're in week four now. This is the start of week four. Let's start talking about our power rankings, <laughs> which we're gonna
0: we'll uh, be a new segment for us moving forward. Yeah.
1: Now, now that we know a little bit about each of these teams. Um, from week four on, we're going to you know, talk about what our power rankings are, where we think teams are moving up and down. Um, and we'll just kind of, we'll, we'll sprint through some of the, um, the bottom portion of this. And then as we get closer to the top, we'll have a little bit more discussion. Um, but basically how we are calculating this is I come up with my list of uh, power rankings, my, what I think the order of the 32 teams is. And then uh, Danny comes up with his, and then we just kind of average them out. And I took some liberty here when I did the average to, you know, if I, I felt like teams were gonna be in the same spot, kind of seeing which one was trending in the right direction, which one wasn't. Um, but I think, honestly, after doing the average, I think that this seems like a pretty, pretty fair power ranking. And it's probably gonna be shaken up you know, within the next two weeks, as we really get to, you know, different parts of the schedule um, where maybe some teams who are untested are now facing tougher competition. We'll really see who's, who's at the top here. Um, but yeah, starting, starting at the bottom, we got Jacksonville, uh, the team playing right now, who's apparently up <laughs> at the 32nd spot. Um, you know, Urban Meyer, we'll we'll see if he's how long he's gonna end up being head coach there. Um, it might have had some excitement, but not too sure about that one moving forward. W- yeah, I mean, without yeah.
0: a shadow of a doubt, Paul, the bottom two teams of football are jets filled the Jets. I mean, yes. I, I and honestly, the way the Jets have played, I think some people would drop them below the Jaguars. Jaguars led in the third quarter against an undefeated Cardinals team and um and or have taken a lead tonight against the two on one Bengals team. So
1: yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I think they can probably be flipped too. Um, You know, so I I think where that one came down to for me was the coaching staff. I think I have a little bit more hope in the Jets' coaching long term for the season. But hey, I mean, if if Urban Meyer can turn things around, then you know Jacksonville might have a chance to creep further up in those twenties. I don't think they'll get much beyond that. You know, I don't know how much of a season they'll salvage, but. Um, There's opportunity there. So we got Jacksonville, then the Jets, then we have the New York Giants, Indianapolis, Atlanta. We got the Houston Texans, New England Patriots. This this one going back and forth was tough because honestly, if Tyrod Taylor was playing, I think the Texans could be in the top 20 because they were playing pretty well that first game. I mean, they they st- who who did they play? They played Jackson. They, Jacksonville, they played it. the
0: Jaguars that first game, and yeah. then they hung tough with Cleveland. That game was exactly. like a ten-ish
1: point game, most of the way. That I wasn't both, like a distraught. They didn't lose like forty-five to ten, like right before uh, Tyrod got hurt. Once he got hurt, I mean, Cleveland just rolled with it. Um, so there there was opportunity for them to actually really surprise the NFL there. Um, and New England, I mean, their defense is going to be good, but I just their offense can't. I don't think they're doing much of anything right now.
0: You I know. think, and I see some of these power rankings with like New England above the Dolphins, and yeah. I'm like, I'm not really buying that. I haven't liked why I don't either. New England. Like, I, if I it think, wasn't for like Bill Belichick, like the Pats yeah. would not get the respect they're getting. Like,
1: yeah. and and Miami has a respectable defense. Tua when he comes back, you know, we're still trying to figure him out, but he's gonna be, you know, he's definitely more dynamic than Mac Jones right now. Yeah, yeah, like I game. think
0: – I mean, we lost a close game to the Raiders. I think the Raiders right now are probably a top seven or 18 team in football. Yeah. So which well. is a close game, and we could have easily won that. And then, I mean, the Bills game was the Bills game. It was yeah. – we lost our quarterback early, and that was
1: that. that. That's a top five team right there too. So they've had some tough matchups. Um, so after New England, we have Detroit, who I was – I'm actually pretty high on them. They've had a lot of close games too. Jared Goff, I think – is proving some people wrong with that trade that happened between uh the Rams and uh the Lions Matt Stafford for Jared Goff obviously Stafford is you know owning a 3-0 and record while Goff is owning a 0-3 record so it doesn't necessarily look like the trade was even but I think they are hanging in there and doing some good things I, I don't think this is a you know a winless Detroit team they're gonna they're gonna pull some games out oh for right? sure They'll start winning some
0: uh Burrow has a third and eight here let's see what he does with it he come on Burrow Jacksonville's looking good they uh forced another punch so Jacksonville's getting the ball back
1: interesting yeah I mean hey what what happens to Jacksonville's chances of winning this game if they convert a touchdown on their next drive um let's let's see that happen <laughs> yeah uh, i
0: mean if they were to score again uh they would they would probably be they'd probably be like a two-point favorite i'm trying to think. i, I, I could let you know once like if they were to score what the live odds are but yeah. uh yeah i'm thinking if they were to score if they were to take a 14 nothing lead i think they would be favored
1: yeah um, well we'll see keep us updated on that as we keep working through this ranking. Um, after Detroit, we're at spot 24. Now we have, uh, the Washington football team followed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, you know, I I think depending on how the Washington defense responds in these next couple of weeks, that, that could easily flip. I do feel better about, um, the Eagles. I do feel okay about the Eagles offense, their defense is still a little suspect. Um, but honestly, I'm going to trust Hurts more than uh, Heineken. Heineken, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see between those two. Pittsburgh Steelers, which honestly have been pretty disappointing. Um, you know, their offense, I mean, they've had a lot of banged up wide receivers. Chase Claypool actually just came up on the injury report with the uh, hamstring injury. So they're they're really depleted at that position. Um, but it does look like Deontay Johnson might come back. Um, but still, you know, they, they've got to, they've got to get their offense rolling to really have a shot in the AFC followed by Chicago at 21. Um, another, another team that has to figure out who they want to be their starting quarterback yeah, either yeah, Justin right. Fields or I, honestly, Nick Foles might be the best option. I, I don't I don't think Andy Dalton is going to, I don't think he's, he's, gonna be able to do anything special there i think nick falls has um a better uh you know better experience at this point and better uh you know track record to be able to get that offensive to a competent level so we'll see about that one uh then we have your miami dolphins at spot number 20 followed by uh seattle at 19 and again, they could they could easily leapfrog very very high into the rankings. Um, but they have they have some things to figure out. And then I'm looking at the New Orleans Saints. I'm gonna check back on your power ranking because I think you had them, you had them at spot 15, which was I had them so low. <laughs> and the, I didn't the, I, the Saints, I guess I had them at I thought I had them much lower than
0: spot. Uh, I, I saw I think it was CBS sports, and we'll get to them in a sec. CBS Sports had the Cowboys 16th. That's insane. There's no, there's no justification for it. They beat the Chargers. They just beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and the Chargers are probably a top 10, 11 team in football. They lost to the Bucks at the Horn, a game that if it wasn't for the, they should have called the pass interference and they would have won that. Yeah. Or the off you know. And then the, the, uh, they killed the Eagles. How the hell the Cowboys are not the 16th best team in football? Ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: not. I'm not the Cowboys fan you are, but like they're yeah. not 16. Give
1: me a break. And and it's all about context again. You know, like you said, the context of the uh, the Tampa Bay game that was also an away game for them and for them uh, on prime time, first game of the year for them to come in that way when you know after all the questions surrounding Dak and their offensive line, you know they definitely showed up for that one. Like you said, beat the Chargers also away, and then they route the Eagles. And, and and
0: then, Paul, honestly, I, I, you know, we mentioned it this weekend, but the after the Panthers, they got the Giants at home. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's like 16. It's like they're probably looking at a 5-0 record. Like, yeah, they're definitely above 16,
1: you know. And, and they're missing key players on both sides of the ball. They're missing their best defensive player in Demarcus Lawrence. They're missing uh, Michael Gallup. Their third wide, or I guess depending on how you look at it, people probably would say he's the third best wide receiver. Um, but you know, a deep threat weapon for them. They're missing key players, you know, and and they're responding to those injuries very well. So you know, they're going to get pieces back. They're just going to get better. I'm I'm very excited to see what their defense gonna, is going to be like when Lawrence returns. To be honest, that it might be lethal, you know. Yeah, sure. Better than what it is right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So uh, after New Orleans, we have Cincinnati Bengals, which is so weird that we had them in the same exact spot. We had them both at 17th, um, which seems about right. I mean, we're even seeing right now that despite the two good wins that they've had, you know, this is Jacksonville, an 0-3 team that right now they're down to. Um, and, you know, it's still early on in the game, but, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where – is this Cincinnati, Cincinnati team? You know, where do they stand? Are they just a mediocre team, eight and eight, or can they be a little bit better than that? Um,
0: yeah, I think Paul Wilson. I think they're going to be about where we have them ranked. I think they're going to be a fringe playoff team.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, that was a nice break. Fifty-nine. That was. Uh, it has got two names on the Bengals <laughs> gather. I think.
1: Davis. On the
0: Bengals. Yeah. He, broke, he broke up a pass on a 4-2 play, so Bengals will get the ball back. Mm. That was a nice breakup there on a short pass play from Trevor Lawrence.
1: Um, After Cincinnati, we have Minnesota, who I was pretty high on, to be honest. I think Kirk Cousins is playing really well to start the season, too. Um, you know, their defense is letting up points, so that's always going to push them down. But I think they're in a good spot. Um, followed by Kansas City at 15th, which is probably going to seem really low to a lot of people. Yeah. But like you said too, they're they're kind of like the Vikings. They have a good offense, great offense. Their defense is not playing well right now, so they've got it's, some good marks there.
0: It's very tough, Paul, to differentiate right now. Like these five, te- uh, five teams: mm-hmm. Titans, Vikings, Bengals, Saints. Seahawks yeah those five to me and some of them have played uh, you know Titan Seahawks Seahawks uh, or uh, Seahawks uh, Vikings Bengals uh, Bengals Viking like all those teams have played and I I think the the level of the uh, you know the margin between those five teams is extremely slim
1: Yeah. And honestly, like part of me even feels like we could lump in like Baltimore, San Francisco, Carolina, Dolphins, the Pats, like Steelers, this, this span of teams is really, it really is hard to figure out who they are at this point in the season. And obviously it's only week four, but you know, you see some good things from all of them. You see some things that are not so They're good. That are not – yeah, like
0: – and the thing which is, makes it really fun and interesting, like teams like the Dolphins and the Pats, I think got better defenses than a lot of those teams. Yeah. I think oh, it, right than the Vikings or like the Seahawks, I think those teams got a better defense than the – you know, Seattle or like the Vikings give up a ton of points too.
1: For sure. You know, so it's it, – these are kind of the teams and it makes sense where – Maybe they're complete on one side of the ball, but they're incomplete on the other side. You know, Miami, great defense. Their offense isn't quite there yet. um, Versus The Pats
0: have offensive issues, but their defense is still out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, We have Tennessee at 14th, Baltimore 13th, um, San Francisco – I think you it, that the
0: the combined list it feels well. I think San Fran at twelve is like, like if San Fran were to play like Denver or Carolina, I think they'd win that.
1: Yeah, right. So I think Carolina and Denver get the benefit of the doubt because they're three and zero. But San Francisco, you know, they after seeing what the Cowboys did to the Eagles and then seeing San Francisco only score what seventeen against the Eagles. You know, again, is is that team? I mean, they dropped what 39 or 40 on Detroit to start. So it's just some inconsistencies to really trust that they're, you know, in that NFC what West, right? That's their division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're definitely third compared to the Rams and Arizona. Rams and Arizona leading the top of that San Francisco's next best. And then you got Seattle. So I think 12th is a, a fair spot for them. Um, Carolina and Denver, they might drop from this part of the list real quick, to be honest. Um, they've benefited from really soft schedules. Um, they might also, you know, again, be fringe playoff teams, but the, them being three and I think that's kind of, it's a fake three and you know? O it's like, you
0: know, it's uh it's like college football when, you know, a team beats up like, you know, yeah. like Tulane or, you know, like uh, Georgia Jordan State, something like that.
1: We'll, we'll see if they prove us wrong, you know, especially Carolina this week with a tall task taking on the Cowboys who are playing at home. Um, you know, we'll see if they can really stop that offense. If they can, then they, they might be legit. Um, I
0: think of the two, um, I got them as one of my teams in like that 14 pull them in. I think, I think Denver's going to wind up having a pretty good year though. I think that, I mean, it's, it's telling you they're favorite against the Ravens this week, which I'm surprised about at home. I is at home, but, but a lot of people, most of the money's got coming on Baltimore that game. And then they got the Steelers next week. I, I think it's a road game, but I, I kind of liked them that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, well again, this is going to be a good test for them. Um, you know, if if they can beat Baltimore, I think they're they're in a good spot. I think confidence wise, that puts them in a good spot. I think legitimacy. You know, people will really start to look at them and say this this is a team that might be more than just a fringe playoff team. They might actually, you know, maybe not be like a high seed, but yeah. they'll definitely, you know, be a team that is locked into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Looks like Joe Burrow just got sacked. Yeah, he just got sacked.
0: They got second and uh, 16 coming
1: up here. Tyler Boyd's having a pretty good game to start here. He's got three receptions for 64 yards. It's an average of 20, you know, 21. That's, uh,
0: let's see how, what they could do with – yeah, that was a bad play. Like a draw and Mixon uh, went to the right for like a two, three-yard game. So they um, got they got third and 13 coming up here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looking up now, now we're in the top 10. So Denver was the 10 spot. We've got Cowboys at number nine, which I think is a fair, a fair ranking for them. You know, obviously there's a lot of excitement, um, but it's just still young and you're giving the teams that have, you know, a sort of that carryover from last year. They're definitely leading the charge. I think of the teams in the top 10, Los Angeles and the Raiders are probably the only other teams where, you know, last season they weren't amazing, and they've had really strong starts to this season. Um, I think every other team in there was a playoff team, no? Cleveland, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa, Buffalo, and the Rams. I think those are all playoff teams. Uh, Cardinals weren't, I don't think. Oh, okay.
0: Or Washington was, I think.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I so, think, yeah,
0: I don't think the Cardinals are...
1: Um, You know, Los Angeles playing really well. Their defenses, again, lights out. But Cleveland, I think their defense also really good. Um, you know, offense playing well, defense playing well. Um, I, I would like to see those two teams actually go up against each other. Those, team, those two teams would be very evenly matched, I feel. Browns and, uh, Browns and Chargers. Um, yeah. They have the eight and seven spot. Then we got uh, Arizona at number six, Las Vegas, five, which those two teams can probably be flip flop too. Um, but Arizona, I feel, has given up a lot of points. Um,
0: they also haven't had the best schedule. I mean, Arizona, they played the Vikings at home. Yeah. I mean, they played the Jaguars and then. Week one, they played the um, what's it? Uh, Titans. Yeah. So they played like two teams, like yeah, 15, yeah. 20. I mean, they they did they looked impressive against the Titans, but the Titans, I wouldn't put among the NFL elite. You know.
1: Right. At least you know maybe last year they were higher up, but right now they've they've got some uh, uh, things to work on. Um. So then we get into the top four just to round things out. We got Green Bay at the four spot, Tampa Bay at number three after their loss to the Rams. Uh, honestly, if they had beaten the Rams, they'd probably be in the number one spot. Um, but, you know, in between there, we have the Bills who are coming off a, a big win. Um, who did they play last week? Actually, I might be mixing on my uh, watching them. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. I was getting mixed up with the the uh, Miami game, thinking that was the one that was last week, but I guess they were – And actually,
0: they're, they're a 17-point favorite this week against the Texans, so they beat the Dolphins 35-0, 1 by 22. I mean, they could be on a war path a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're going to they're gonna steamroll that team. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we have the Rams in the number one spot right now, and they definitely seem like the most complete team in football. Um, Bills probably aren't that too far off. I think Bills, uh, Rams, really like they're one and two. And I think even though Tampa Bay is at that third spot, I think there's a little bit of drop off right now between Buffalo and Tampa just because of the the defensive quality. You know, yeah. the, Bucks, the Bucks have been um, exploited on the defensive side, honestly, pretty similarly to the Chiefs. Um, with how you know many points they're letting up. Um, so Rams and Bills are definitely hanging strong. That that Bills Pittsburgh game seems like so a long. wake
0: up call, right? That that's the kind of vibe I get. Like, they're not gonna just be able to like walk in the park against everyone, they have to bring it.
1: Yeah. So that that wraps up our power rankings. Um, obviously, there was a lot to get through because you know, we're just introducing this. Um, next week, we'll just be talking mostly about changes in the rankings based on this week's slate of games, which we can finally get into, uh, looking forward to this weekend. So Danny, uh, walk us through, like what are some of these matchups? What are the odds? Um, which games are you excited about?
0: Uh, yeah, Paul, um. I mean the one I'm into because it's like it's weird. It feels like a must-win game for for them in September. The Dolphins need to beat the Colts this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Dolphins fan, but they're given two this game. Uh, the line was one and a half, or it was two and a half, went down to one and a half. Now it's back up to two. But we're playing a, a banged-up Colts team. Uh, they're looking like they're going to have a very long year. Their schedule's not easy, to be fair, but. We, it's in Miami it's a chance for us to get the two and two we get the buccaneers next week and then we get the Jaguars in London mm-hmm. but to go two and two with the bucks and then after that the schedule loosens up it's the Falcons Jaguars <coughs> and um Texans in like a month's time so like and then we're gonna get two back probably after the bucks game so, that, yeah. you know, that's it's a big game, a big time game for the Dolphins. And honestly, it's, it's frustrating the way they lost to the Raiders because they had a long pass downfield in overtime that went too far. I think it was for Fuller, settled for the field goal to make it 28 all. And then as time expired, Raiders went downfield and kicked the field goal as time expired to win 31 28.
1: Yeah. And they're definitely not going to win that division just because of how well the Bills are playing. Um, but there is a chance for them to be a fringe playoff team, you know, if they can turn things around here and just hold steady until Tua gets back. Because yeah, like, like that's
0: the goal, or you know, trade for Deshaun or sign Cam, basically.
1: Cool. Imagine that, man. Imagine if Deshaun came over. I mean,
0: we'd have to trade a lot, but our offense would be it would be set. Like, I don't think we would give up any of the guys we have now. You know?
1: Oh, no, they yeah that that offense would definitely. It, that would be a huge upgrade for them. No offense <laughs> to uh, um, all right. What's uh, so I, I guess you are you taking Miami in that game?
0: Yeah, I think the Colts have played some ugly games. I think uh, polls 42 and a half. Yeah, that sounds just about right. I think the Dolphins win that like 2017,
1: mm. something like that. Yeah, I could see it being-
0: it's gonna be a grind, but I think the Dolphins will f- find a way.
1: It, it helps that they're playing at home, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's the next game? Uh, I'm always looking at the ESPN. I don't know which one you look at, but I feel like my – my uh, like the list the, – the order of the games is always – like Yeah.
0: It's uh, Next one up is Giants and the Saints. It's
1: an give interesting you, game. Give me the Saints in that one. I know – have- I actually
0: have- like the Giants to cover. I think they're going to somehow randomly keep it close like the Saints have looked really good uh, the the last game against New England they look really good after playing really bad against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I just it just feels like a game like I, first of all the Saints are a heavily defensive team mm-hmm. like they're not a team with Jameis that's gonna like light up the scoreboard I feel like like they like grind games out a little bit and I think the Giants with Jones running the ball, I think, kind of adds an element that they might have difficulty handling. Mm. The Giants, uh, a couple of the receivers are banged up right now, but I just have a feeling that this winds up being a close game. Mm. And, and like I think the Giants' defense can play well enough. Like, I don't just shut down Kamara. Like, Thomas is still on the COVID – on the IR or whatever. So, I, I just have a funny feeling the Giants are going to keep this close.
1: Yeah, and they the Giants have played close games. They just haven't come on the winning side of you know some of them. So I I could see what you're saying. Um, it, it will be interesting. It is at New Orleans, so um, you know we'll see what um we'll see what Jameis is able to do if he can pull out a uh, week one performance or if he's going to pull out a week two performance. We'll we'll see what he delivers.
0: Yep. Uh, next one up. I actually think this pick's pretty easy. I love the Chiefs giving seven to the Eagles. I th- coming off the loss they did against the um, Chargers, like a division rival, Philly played awful against the Cowboys. But I don't think it matters because I think just the Chiefs are so much more offensive than the Eagles. Yeah, and yeah. also I don't know you know, the Eagles' defense has struggled, or or the Chiefs' defense has struggled, but I don't know how much offensive weapons – like, the Eagles really struggled to score against the Cowboys. They needed that, like, miracle 50-yard or 40-yard pass downfield that uh, Hurts got out of in, like, late in the game. And then that touchdown that Ward scored was, like, a miracle touchdown, too. Mm -hmm. Like, where he just, like, came out of nowhere and popped up in the end zone for the touchdown.
1: And, you know, I – if you look at the stats for that Cowboys game, the receiving core really didn't have big days. But, man, Dalton Schultz, you know, all pro tight end performance. He, he I think, had something to the tune of, you know, 60-something yards, um, two touchdowns. There was that one replay of him juking out, you know, four Eagles defenders and, like, scoring a 20-yard touchdown. Like, Travis Kelsey might be in for a big day here um and you know Tyreek Hill too we'll see if the Eagles defensive backs can cover but um I, yeah I like Kansas City here uh by I mean 7 7's the uh the spread I, yeah I think they uh I yeah they're they're going to cover 28
0: that. 17 so like I think
1: that's like reasonable they don't cover that like if this is a close game between Kansas City and Philadelphia I think Kansas City is that that's gonna be scary. Even if they win, I'm just saying it. Yeah, I'm I'm scared if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, this this one's tough.
0: This one, I mean, in terms of the spread, Bills given 17 to the Texans.
1: Uh, no, I can I, I believe that. I mean, look what they did to Miami. Look what they did to yeah. um, Washington. Both of those teams were without their. You know, well, without a legitimate quarterback, uh, Miami lost to and then, you know, again, Heineke, like who who knows what he's really capable of. He's played well, but, um, you know, it, it, he's not he's not an all star quarterback. So um, I, I definitely think there's potential for them to just absolutely blow the Texans out of the water. Hundred percent. 35,
0: 13, something like that.
1: Yeah, something crazy. I mean, something similar to the scores we've seen them pull out. You know,
0: yeah, 40 or what was the
1: game last week? 43 21. It's a weird final no. score. Brutal. Yeah. I think it was four. I think uh, Washington only scored 14 points. Yeah, something
0: Not like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's an easy. It's probably going to be. Most people survive picks. I would actually imagine tonight might, some people might be in trouble. I, th- I would have thought a, lot, a good amount of people would take the Bengals the and the, we got the Jaguars here. It's a third down. They run it with uh, – Oh, well, it looked like it was going to Robinson. It's a handoff – or it looked like it was going to Robinson. It's not a handoff. It's a keeper by Lawrence. He runs it for the first down. So they're actually looking like they're going to extend the lead here.
1: Yeah, 14-yard line. Um, James Robinson is having a really good game right now. 60 points on touchdown. Um, I'm not playing against him in fantasy, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> I'd be mad if I was, um, but yeah, let's, you know, I'll keep an eye on the game cast to see if they score while we keep going through these, uh, these games for this weekend. Yep. Um, next up on the dock. Next
0: one up is your Cowboys giving four and a half to the Panthers.
1: I think – so I, I think we mentioned this uh, when we were talking about them earlier. Um, J.C. Horn, who is their, you know, number one draft pick, he was playing really well.
0: It's a tough um, loss, yeah. He's, he's out for the year, right? Oh, is he? I, I, I thought so. – yeah, let me
1: – I know it was like some broken uh, bones in the foot, but I didn't realize it might have been for the whole year. That's That really is bad news if that's the case. He is on injured reserve.
0: Injured reserve. Yeah, he suffered a lengthy absence. So That's not good.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that's a huge loss. Um, I mean, really, I think they're going to cover four. I think the Cowboys are going to win. It's another home game. The Panthers don't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, Doesn't mean that, you know, they won't be able to take advantage of the Cowboys, but I think they've just been playing well. You know, and you got to be able to keep up with the Cowboys' offense. And I think if it turns into a shootout, the Cowboys are going to end up coming on the the better side of that, no question.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Paul, I don't see it being a shootout. I think I just think the Cowboys have too much offense. I mean, the the, the Panthers' defense is good. I just think the the Cowboys' offense is is firing uh, on all cylinders right now, and I just think it's too much.
1: Yeah. Uh speaking of uh too much offense, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now leading 14 to, or uh 13 to nothing. Yeah. Pending extra point, Lawrence ran in, right? Um, yeah, so, it scored on a seven-yard touchdown.
0: So this I'm this awesome. is
1: this is a surprise here. I love this so much. <laughs> this is amazing.
0: Lawrence, yeah, it's another uh it looked like it was gonna be a handoff. Lawrence instead runs it in.
1: Yeah. So uh they're they're playing that key. Lawrence
0: realizes he hasn't lost more than what three games in a row ever. Yeah, <laughs> like it hasn't lost a game in like four years or
1: a seven. Years. Bench game against the Bengals, I guess. So
0: unfortunately, uh, I took the Bengals tonight in the pool man. That's not really looking good. Given seven and a half, they really need to wake up. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna be tough. They almost they need to like go off almost. Yeah, uh, I do like yeah, like I said before, I like the Cowboys though this weekend. I think they just have too much offense. And also, no McCaffrey. I mean, Hubbard's Hubbard is going to be a serviceable back for a little bit. But I think Darnold's due to take a step back at some point. Cowboys defense has played well, too. And I just think they have too much offense at the end of the day. Yeah. So, we'll see about that. Um, it's a really interesting game. This one's tough. Brown's given two at the Vikings. They don't play that often, either.
1: I, I mean, I, again, like a spread like that is so weird, because um, that basically means it's coming down to an obscure score where you know it's a last minute win or a last second win on a field goal. That's basically what they think the the game's going to turn into. Um, but I can see it being that kind of game. Um, it, it's probably going to be similar to what the Arizona Minnesota game looked like. Yeah. Um,
0: I think the difference, cause I actually originally said the Vikings here, but I, am going to change my pick to the Browns. I think the difference here, uh, uh, Dalvin cook, it has a ankle injury. He is, he, he should be playing. I'm pretty sure he's going to play this game. Uh, I just think the Browns run defense is going to make the difference here. I think they will be able to stop him enough. And I think I don't trust the Vikings defense against, um, Kareem, uh, Kareem hunt and, um, yeah. And, uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that'll be the difference in the game. But well, the quarterback play for both teams, I think should be good. I just, this, this should be a fun game. I, I think this game's going to have some fireworks.
1: Yeah. And you know, if, if Cleveland is able to keep the Minnesota Vikings uh, it, the Minnesota offense to, you know, a low, like a low scoring, like if they're able to keep this game into a low scoring game, um, I think the Browns break into – let me see here. I think they're going to leapfrog Arizona and Las Vegas. Okay. In their power rankings. Just because their offense is a good offense, that defense, you know, can be legit if they're able to show up against a high-powered offense. So I'm really curious to see what they do.
0: Um. This I this one this one's tricky. Titans given seven to the Jets at the Jets though. Give me give me more. I think he got it. I mean the Titans should definitely win. The spread's tough though.
1: I think Derrick Henry alone is going to have like more points than the Jets. (laughs) I think he's he'll probably end. Yeah. A touchdown I don't think is enough. I think they'll have more than that. I could see a two, uh, you know, two touchdown lead at the very least, a ten point win. Yeah, yeah
0: i I think I would lean the Titans to cover that, but that's tricky. I don't like the Titans' defense that much. Like, I think the Jets the Jets should do more. Uh, they, I think, they will score a touchdown this week. Okay. <laughs> Which let's see. They they definitely didn't score last year. I'm trying to see how they scored against the uh Pats. They it was two field goals against the Pats, so they haven't scored a touchdown in three weeks.
1: <laughs> oh my lord. Poor Jets. Remember, remember at the beginning of the season when I said, I think the Jets are really gonna turn some heads. Yeah. That that has been so wrong. Yeah,
0: that that crashed some burned Big time. <laughs> that crashed and burned. Um this one, uh, you know, it's uh, two teams that are probably not going to be, you know, there in the long run. Interesting game right now, though, really. Uh, Bears giving three to the Lions.
1: I'm I'm taking the Lions in this one.
0: I think I'm taking the Lions, too. Uh, yeah. I just uh, – the Bears seem like a disaster with the quarterback situation right now. And honestly, I really liked uh, – I liked what I saw from the Lions last week. I thought they played good defense. But even against the Packers, they let half halftime. So like yeah, they've yeah. they've given good efforts the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, we um you know if I think with the Bears if I were the Bears here is what I would do. I'm making my decision between Justin Fields and Nick Foles because Nick Foles was their quarterback last season, right? I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah. And so why Andy Dalton was able to take over the helm when, you know, when Nick Foles was already there. And honestly, they're going to be similar players, right? So you already had a guy who was comfortable, who had been playing in the offense, who knew the offense, and you just subbed him for a guy who's basically the same thing at the very, you know, most, or you go with, you go with uh, Justin Fields, the rookie, and you just ride with him. You know, but honestly, they should never have signed Dalton. Should never have signed Dalton. Just stick with Nick Foles, see what he can do. Um, And then if it really – if they were in the same situation they are now, then just start Fields. You know, if you – Yeah, right.
0: Like, I I mean, you don't want – you don't want, like, uh, Fields to get, like, hurt bad. I mean, you want him to – to me, playing him last week was, like, a rush job. Like, there is no reason to play him, like – that quickly early on, mm-hmm. and it's gonna. It's probably stuff like that's gonna probably wind up costing his job. Honestly,
1: yeah, and and it should because again, if you have Nick Foles there, it, I mean, I'm assuming he was active for that game. If if he wasn't, then that would, you know, whatever. But um, you know, if if he was active, then he should have been the guy to to step in because if you didn't have Enough confidence in Fields to start him over Dalton to begin with, then you sure as hell shouldn't do that when, um, you know you still have Nick a, a capable veteran on the you know on the bench, you know that that's not the time and place to to put them in that, that situation. So, um, yeah, I I mean we'll we'll see if they figure out the quarterback situation, but until they do, I honestly I oh would, what a
0: catch. He's going to get up, I think. Oh, uh, sorry, well, yeah, oh. that was to uh, Ch- um, Chenault.
1: Let's go. That,
0: yeah, Jaguars could go up 21-0 in the halftime.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. This is amazing. This so, is-
0: well, uh, since it's going into half, we'll uh, we'll finish up with this drive, and then we'll continue with the, the 4 o'clock games on a that? Okay. So, it's about, what, a minute left, a minute 10 left? Actually, uh, it's oh, yeah. going to a commercial two-minute warning.
1: Okay. We can we can talk one more of the four o'clock games while we're waiting for it to come back. I mean, it is at the 12. Um, so what's what's the next game up on?
0: The last one o'clock game uh, is the this one, this one's a weird line to me. Washington giving a point and a half to the Falcons. I think they're better than the Falcons. Like, give me mean, watch in there.
1: Yeah, their their defense, you know, again, I think is capable of stopping atlanta didn't the giants hold atlanta to what like 17 did i see that yeah 17
0: so like yeah
1: so i think washington is capable of doing that if not better um atlanta's at home um and you know they they have pieces on offense to put the put points on the board um that the game against the giants they they put up uh 30 um you know, so it's – they definitely have opportunities there. So, you know, Atlanta, I mean, yeah, they have a win, but they're I, – I think these are two different teams, and Washington has a lot more potential this year than Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. A point and a half. Why a point and a half? It's like don't even make a spread at that point. Like, <laughs> it's not even – It's it's not even a one-point win. Like, how are you going to get half a point? Um,
0: and then these are the The 4 o'clock games Are actually very good this week it's a, it's a good group You got two of the NFC West matchups The Cardinals at the Rams Seahawks at the Niners Then you got Pittsburgh at the Packers Ravens at the Broncos The a 20 game Everyone's looking forward to Buccaneers against with Tom Brady Against his old team, the Pats yeah. And then Monday night Monday night is a low-key good game Raiders against the Chargers with, with the how yeah. the how with how they started this year, that's a good yeah. game.
1: That's going to be that has potential to be high scoring too. That's going mm-hmm. to be high scoring. Um. So, what's the first game on the list of the four o'clock war? two? Uh, the two four o
0: five games are both the NFC West ones. So, Rams given the four and a half against the Cardinals.
1: Uh, I mean, seeing what they did to Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's tough not to take the Rams, right? I know. And
0: Cardinals' defense is not what the Rams' defense is. I, I think that'll make a difference. I, I,
1: it's honestly, we might see a game that's similar to last week. Yeah. Los Angeles uh, I and- could see, yeah,
0: 31 21, something like that.
1: Yeah. I, I think they have a high chance of covering that.
0: I actually. I really like that. The under and the Niner Seahawks game, 52. That's – I think the Niners will play some defense that game. That seems high. Like, I could see if he like the Vikings game. Like, they're uh, the Seahawks played, like, 30-17. I could see that.
1: Mm.
0: I actually – it's weird this week. I'm going to probably lose the Bengals one. But the other ones I'm really confident. I think the Cowboys, four and a half or five and a half, I definitely think they won win that by a touchdown. The – Niners given two and a half at home to Seattle. I love that. I don't. I don't think Seattle's as good as the Niners. And coming off a of loss, I think the Niners got that win. And then Washington, I'm not so sure about the. But the other one, I, I did that take that one. The other one that I, I the Chiefs given seven to the Eagle. I think I really like that one too.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, I am. Um, you know, I've got Chris Carson on my fantasy football team. And now I'm kind of scared about what's going to happen in that game because he's not used much in the passing game. And if they go down early, ooh, who knows what I'll turn into. Second down here for
0: the Jaguars. Lawrence takes a snap. Probably backpedals to the 20. He's going to throw it out of bounds. Third down coming up. Burrow looked frustrated though before it was a third and two pass play that I think went incomplete. Mm. So they got third down here. Um, yeah, I like the Niners doing that game. Paul, how do you uh, how do you feel about them against the Seahawks?
1: I, I agree with you. I think especially too because they're home. Um, <sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo. I, again, I always want to lean towards the team with the better quarterback. Russell Wilson is definitely the better quarterback in this game. Um, But Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, is good enough. Um, And their defense is definitely better, like you said. So I think I'm going to take San Francisco on this one too. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up, if the score ended up being pretty lopsided. Yeah. Uh
0: Next one up. Packers given six and a half to the Steelers. I just don't trust the Steelers offense that much. The way they played, they look flat. I, I think I like the Packers here. They're They're, 20, mid- they're 31-24, something like that.
1: Yeah. They, I don't even know if
0: the Steelers score 24.
1: 31-20, something like that. Maybe even less, you know, because, again, they, they have some injuries on the – you know, in their um, receiving – Receiving group, so I don't even know who Roethlisberger is going to be able to throw to. You yeah, know? I. It, what did you say it was? It was four and a half? Six, and a half. Six and a half. Okay, so a touchdown. I mean, I guess that'll come down to how well the defense plays. But if if Pittsburgh can't get the ball rolling and it's just three and out or you know quick drive after quick drive, Green Bay's just gonna roll over them.
0: Oh, the fumble! I think he might fumble.
1: Oh, that was big. We're
0: with the down. They're probably, all right, it was a pass play, I think, to Chenault. Was it Chennault again?
1: For seven yards. Down at the one. Go for it. Absolutely. I think they're, they're probably going to go for this. Yeah. Go for it. It was Chennault.
0: Down at the one. Yeah, he didn't break the plane. He'll, he'll be down, though. But it's probably one and a half yard line. Up 14 0 though, and you're the Jaguars. You got to think they're going
1: for it. Please go for it. I mean, at the worst, you're still up by 14. You know, you- I, I
0: will say this, Paul. If the Jaguar score here, just like for the betters out there, I do think, uh, I do think the Burrow overpassing yard second half is a nice bet. Yeah, Down 21. It's probably going to be, probably going to be 300 something, but he's going to have to throw all over the place, though. I mean, Burrow's going to have to get his ass in gear a little bit. And, I mean, down 21 nothing, he's going to be passing a lot.
1: Yeah. And, honestly, they haven't been too successful with that right now. So, who knows what that's – you know, if that's going to bode well for him. I mean, it's he, – he's making big plays, but their drives are stalling. So, you know, they were already not moving the ball. Now you're getting pretty one-dimensional. That doesn't bode well for them. But – oh. It. Yeah,
0: so Lawrence is coming back out. They are going for it on fourth down. So, go so 59 seconds left will have time.
1: I'm on the edge of my seat.
0: Yeah, let's
1: see. It's probably, honestly, probably I, – I think this could be a handoff to Robinson. We'll see. Who decided to make this a Thursday night game? This is so
0: – Lawrence.
1: Oh, he got stopped.
0: That's a big, big – that's a big time play. Got stuffed at the one yard line, so that gives Ooh. a lot of momentum back to Cincy. They're probably not gonna be able to do anything with it before halftime, but that was big,
1: yeah. Oh man, that's tough! That's tough. I mean, you're able to see it in real time. I don't know what kind of play they ran. Was it just like a run? It was and
0: another, hit? it looked like it was going to be like a pitch to Robinson potentially. Instead, he gets it, gets yeah, it was uh, ran to the right. Kind of looked like it could have been a pitch. Instead, Lawrence takes it. Gets stuffed at the one-yard line. Turning ball over on downs with about you know 50 seconds left in the half.
1: Well, uh, Cincinnati has two timeouts. Uh, they're definitely going to have to get off the one-yard line, or this could turn to a potential safety. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens in these last. 50. Urban Meyer
0: on the sideline, looking like he's going to have another medical issue. He just like looks, like looks down and looks all like strait all of a sudden, like he did at like Ohio State
1: that one game. His team's up fourteen I think. You know, plays like that are you don't,
0: like making fun, but like I feel like a lot of the time with Urban Meyer, he makes like, like not like like, but like he's one of those. You know, it, he's like a snake oil salesman. Like people were already talking about him bailing Jacksonville for like the USC job, and it's like he's like no shot, but it's like you he know he's full. Shit, basically,
1: <laughs> like you know, He's just trying to use the national attention to you know <laughs> catapult him into that job. Um, but yeah, people who like if you're at the one yard line, any offense, I don't care if it's the worst offense in football, go for it. Like, yeah. go for it, take your chance. You get six points if you make it, you know, it, it's better than the alternative, in my opinion. So I'm glad that they went for it. It definitely shows some like you know, guts. Um, just didn't work out for them this time around. So uh,
0: you like the Packers in that four twenty five game?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think that game has potential to be a, a blowout. Um, if if Pittsburgh can't get rolling, I think Green Bay is just going to pretty much run away with it.
0: I actually think the next one is one of those games you can make a bet on and win or lose, you can feel good about it. Uh, just uh, Baltimore. And I have Denver in that team pool. Baltimore should not be an underdog to Denver, though. I mean, it's yeah the way that the way Lamar plays and has been playing. Uh, you know, D- D- it's, Denver's defense has not. It's been like the Jets. It's not been the. It's been the Giants. It's not been the best offensive teams. Baltimore can move the ball. They they can uh, – their defense isn't the best, but they can defend. But they're going to – I mean, it's a big step up in competition. And Baltimore is a one-point dog. I think – I mean, it's a one-point dog, so they pretty much have to win outright if you're going to win a bet like that. But I, I like Baltimore to win that. If Denver goes 4-0, they go 4-0. But I need to see that first. I trust Baltimore more in this spot.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like – Teddy Bridgewater, too, let's see what he can do against, a, you know, a better team. Um, You know, if he's – delay a game. <laughs> um, if he's <laughs> able to uh, – it's so, so random. How do you get a delay a game?
0: At the one-yard line. After a time – that drives me nuts. Like penalties after commercial breaks, like a false start. Like how do you – like uh, especially
1: a delay a game coming out of a timeout. That's ridiculous. At home. <laughs> like, come on. um. Yeah, I, I think Baltimore will end up winning this game. It, it has potential to be a very close game, right? I don't think either one of these teams is going to blow each other out, but I would not be surprised if Baltimore, despite being an underdog, ends up winning this one. Um, you know, it, it's probably going to be a close game because playing in Denver too, it's not just a normal away game. It you know it has the high altitude effect. Um, yeah, so you know people might not realize how big of a deal that actually plays, but it's imagine being at a, you know short of breath at every play, you know, just increase in altitude. so and and not just like one stairwell's worth, you know we're talking yeah. a lot of elevation here yeah. <laughs> um, it, there's there's that thing where players with I think it's um, is it sickle cell? Yeah. There's a couple players, you know, in the past like five years or so, whatever, who have not been able to play there because of the thin air. Yeah. Um, so that's how serious it is to play at that stadium.
0: Yeah, and then we got the uh, the two night games: Buccaneers given seven at New England, um, and then the Chargers given three against the Raiders.
1: Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to absolutely destroy Belichick. And uh, at, at uh, new England that this, Tampa Bay is going to absolutely destroy them, but it's not going to be, see, it's not going to be the kind of like lopsided game where, you know, like Tom Brady is, you know, trying to just show his old team that he doesn't need them. It's, it's just going to be this kind of game, you know, like a big brother game to Mac Jones, where he's just telling him, look, kid, you're you're not me. Right. Maybe one day. Maybe one day, but not today. And he's just gonna really show him.
0: <laughs> I actually because I trust the I, I like what I see from the uh also it's home, so they're gonna play with pride. Uh I think the the uh Pats defense will matter here. Uh they won't win, but I do like them the cover. I think it's like a 27-20. Pats loss. Okay. Buccaneers Buccaneers bounce back, but I think it's gonna be a close game.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see what the Pats defense can do. Um, you know, I'm just I'm hoping my boy Mike Evans has a good game. Um, and also I got Leonard for Fournette in that game. So um, I'm, I'm, man. I hope they do something in the run game. For crying out loud, just stick to make Leonard Fournette your number one guy. Get Ronald Jones off the roster. Giovanni Bernard too. What is Giovanni Bernard doing here? Tell him to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh,
0: the last game of the week, Raiders uh, getting three against the Charges in LA.
1: You said three.
0: Hmm. I like the Char- I like the Raiders money line outright. Them to win. I think I think the Raiders are a better team right now than the Chargers.
1: Mm. What makes you say that? What What makes you think that the Raiders are are better? I, I think their offense is better right now. I I really like the way Carr is
0: playing. I think. He, I, I, the, and it's not like the Chargers don't like Herbert, but I feel like he's like a seasoned vet. He's like low maintenance. I feel like the. Uh, it seems like he has good rapport with his, with his team. It seems like they they trust him as a leader. Um, I think uh, you know, Jacobs needs to get healthy. That's like uh, you looked. They're three and zero without really Jacobs playing a big role. I mean, that's that's pretty big time. Um. I, I, I like the fact that the, the Raiders are, like, weird, where, like, Waller is, like, their big-time player, but they don't really have, like, a big-time receiver so much. Yeah, I mean, they got Ruggs that are – I always get confused between him and the guy on the Broncos because they both went to Bama.
1: It's uh, luck, right?
0: Jerry Judy. They're Judy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Judy's on the Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah. And Ruggs is on the yeah. Uh, Raiders. Um, and I think the um, – I trust the Raiders' defense. I think a little more than the Chargers.
1: Okay, see, it's interesting you say that because again, the Chargers' defense—they're doing a pretty good job. I feel. Um, let me. What would have been? They the... like
0: the Raiders really moved the ball right down the field against Miami,
1: which I was surprised about. Like mm-hmm.
0: that, like Miami defenses. I mean, they stopped them. They stopped them to the field goal in the first part of overtime you know, or they held them there,
1: but. Well, definitely respectable. Um, let's see, they've led up 27, 17, and 28 points. Um, yeah, well, you know, the Raiders game against, what, the Ravens is pretty high
0: scoring, but you kind of expect that.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's really too early to tell, but against an offense like the Chargers, I think you will see what kind of defense the uh, the Raiders have. Um You know, because, again, they also led up 28 against the Dolphins, and that was with Jacoby uh, Brissett, right? Yeah, but
0: a lot needed to happen to get – I mean, the last play of regulation, Brissett – like, the Dolphins only had, like, what, 20 – it was 20. They had 20 points. Mm -hmm. Then the last play of regulation, Dolphins uh, kept it with Brissett. Like, it was the last play of regulation. They went for two, got it. Hmm. So Something that made it <laughs> what got 20. That. It was 25 17, I think it was. Gotcha. They got the touchdown 25 23, went for two, got the two of four, checked the field goal on overtime. So, like, a lot, a lot. The game got high scoring, like, randomly late, basically.
1: Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, um, I guess that, that wraps up our, the, the games for this weekend. Uh, I mean, again, just to reiterate, I think I would take uh, a La- lot. I want to take the chargers, but I think you make a convincing argument that Las Vegas might be the better team right now. Um, the chargers might not be far off, uh, but you know, again, Raiders three, and they've, they've played some good teams. Um you know again beating the ravens is no easy task. Um so we'll see what they do against the chargers. It's going to be a good game either way.
0: Yeah, just a little bit to look forward to next week the Thursday night game we're going to be looking at is the Rams Seahawks. That's a good game. Um the first London game of the year just against the Falcons and so not really a big time game.
1: <laughs> Wait, maybe that's the
0: game? That's just- the first. And then the then the following week is Dolphins Jaguars. <laughs> cool.
1: They must have had, yeah, I don't know who who scheduled that game, but that is uh yeah, tough. Nobody's gonna want to watch that.
0: But then some of the good ones though, uh, I think you know, Miami, Tampa could be all right, New Orleans, Washington. Green Bay Cincinnati is very interesting, especially if the Bengals are coming off a loss.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Broncos Steelers is good. Uh Eagles-Panthers a little bit intriguing. That's a good measuring stick game for the uh, Panthers, uh, you know, and the Eagles, really, to see how they do. Um, Browns-Chargers is a fun game. Uh, 49ers-Cardinals. You do have the Giants-Cowboys. Sunday night game next week is great. Bills-Chiefs. Mm. And then you got Monday Night Colts against the Ravens, and I think ESPN is probably regretting that right now because the Colts can drop the own. Well, depending on what they do against the Dolphins, they could drop the own five.
1: Yeah. So we'll you know we'll talk about those games next week too, and um, but it does seem like another you know good slate. Some there's definitely some games to look forward to. Um. But why don't we move it into a quick fantasy football segment? Because I just want to talk about the insane amount of trades that went down in my fantasy league in the past 24 hours. Um, My, my roster right now, there haven't been, oddly enough, there haven't been like a huge amount of changes, but I I guess I've changed 40% of my roster in the past 24 hours. So um, I, I, the first trade I made, I had Tyreek Hill. This is the second year in a row where I had Tyree kill and I ended up trading him, um, for a running back, uh, this year, I in the trade that I made, I traded Tyree kill away for Elijah Mitchell, uh, Trey sermon and I believe it was Terry McLaughlin. So I made that trade. My rationale for that is I did not have a third running back, wanted a third running back. Um, and I got that in Elijah Mitchell. So at the time, I had Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, and Elijah Mitchell as my uh, running backs. Um, and then, no, no later than maybe you know a couple hours, I then flipped around and traded Nick Chubb and Terry McLaughlin for Travis Kelsey and Alice and uh, Allen Robinson <laughs> uh, the second uh, for, uh, for Chicago, which is like I'm going to be honest. Travis Kelsey last year absolutely pissed me off because he would steal so many scoring opportunities away from Tyreek Hill. who's very much like he's an explosive player. Like Tyreek Hill makes his money being able to score long bomb touchdowns. Whereas I feel Travis Kelsey tends to work the middle of the field more. Um, So I felt like, you know, having to drop Tyreek Hill, but getting Travis Kelsey like softens that blow you know, obviously, I lost Nick Chubb too, but Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt just have too much of a like too mm-hmm. much timeshare going on for me to really feel comfortable with him as my number one and feel content with him. And I was happy to get you know a, the the number one target on the Chicago Bears offense, which again, right now they're not looking great, but hopefully soon. They get a stable quarterback in there where he can at least get some production back because he's definitely getting targets. Um, And then I get one of the best tight ends in football. So right now my roster is looking like this. I got Justin Herbert at quarterback. I could easily switch him out with Dak. Um, You know, and we'll see leading up which one I end up going with. Um, And then I got Chris Carson, Seattle running back. I got Elijah Mitchell. I have Mike Evans, Chase Claypool, Travis Kelsey, Leonard Fournette, Allen Robinson. I got the Rams defense and I got Tyler Bass. So Danny, I'm curious to ask you about a potential trade that I want to make. So I'm interested in DK Metcalf Mm. guy who has DK Metcalf is kind of lacking in the wide receiver department. I'm thinking that I have to trade some sort of combination of, like, Chase Claypool, Allen Robinson, and Leonard Fournette to be able to get DK Metcalf. So I'm wondering, what do you think is – I'm not I, sure
0: if you would do it because you're, you're trying to get a better player. And yeah. Claypool and the other um, – who's the other receiver?
1: Uh, Robinson.
0: They've probably under a so far. And no one wants anyone where the quarterback situation is dicey. That kind of gives you a world of trouble. Uh, You know, uh, Fournette could be an impact player, but it's going to be tough because you're asking for the best player in the trade without guys of equal value, basically. Right.
1: Uh, what I'm really like hinging on here is that he, the, the guy I'm trading to feels like he doesn't have enough wide receiver, like quality wide receivers, or at least on paper guys who could be contributors, um, you know, and wanting to just kind of shore up and have some people to lean on. So I'm, I'm going to think about that trade um, and maybe just send it over and, you know, say, Hey, take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Um, There was another one I was thinking about, too. Another one I was thinking about. And I'm more nervous about this one, depending on just how the running back situation in Tampa Bay works out. But Leonard Fournette for Miles Gaskin, like a one to one trade, because the guy who has Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin isn't even like on like starting right now on his team. So he's just riding the bench, whereas Leonard Fournette is my flex player for this week until a guy like T. Higgins or Tim Patrick um, can show what they can do. Um, so I'm wondering what you think of that trade as well. So say it again, Paul. So it's Leonard Fournette for Miles Gaskin. You would get Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good trade. The the one thing where I think both could be hung up on is again Tampa Bay works with the timeshare, and- yeah. Like
0: it's it seems like it seems like Ronald Jones has been like, and also uh, Bernard, right?
1: Yeah. So like- I, I think Leonard Fournette is still the guy getting the most carries. I know they made a big thing of like last week Ronald Jones got one more carry. But yeah. also Tampa Bay was down. They weren't going to run the ball, so I'm not. I'm not looking at that game. Um, I, I do want to see what happens against Tampa Bay. I'm definitely going to leave him in there. Um, but I do like Gaskins had a good year last year when you know when Tua was in. Like, he was a pretty good part of that offense when he was healthy. Um, so I, I think there would be potential there if I could get Gaskins. I would feel a little bit better about my running backs than if I had Fournette. So that's another trade that I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. I got to see what my fantasy team is turning into because right now it's not looking good. So I'm I'm Mm -hmm. hoping things are able to turn around. How's your how's your fantasy league looking? I oh
0: went two right now. Last week was a tough loss. Uh, a lot of a lot of injuries. If I had started Brandon Cooks or a couple of my other receivers, it was a close loss. I lost by six. It was a low scoring matchup though. It was like one hundred and one to ninety five. James Wake got hurt. AJ Brown got hurt. AJ Brown got like half a point or like 0. .7. If I subbed him out with Cooks in his hundred yard game, uh, I would have won basically. It, 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 the last week was a crappy loss.
1: That that was honestly the same thing with me because I was I did not check to see that Dalvin Cook wasn't playing last week. Yeah. Over over Madison, I started Rondale Moore, who got one point four points. In <laughs> week. So just disappointing, especially because Rondale Moore had had um, two really good games back to back um just to see him kind of run flat and for Christian Kirk and AJ Green to be the guys to emerge um was just like disappointing to see to be honest yeah. that yeah. that wide receiver room is way too flooded right now and I'm going to keep Rondale Moore stashed on my uh on my bench especially with um uh what's his name uh is it De- DeAndre Hopkins right yeah 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 um, with him being questionable with an injury um you know I, i'm i'm gonna keep him on there but i think I, i'm
0: actually playing the person with hopkins this week
1: yeah it, we'll we'll see what that turns into um but yeah anything else on the fantasy side like are you think of, uh, thinking of thinking are you a big trade guy in fantasy football or do you kind of
0: just... uh not really. I, normally i roll with the guys i draft i mean if there's like a like, this year, I waited too long with my secondary running back. Like, I got Taylor, and Taylor, honestly, the Colts are looking like they're going to have a long year. And I wound up drafting um, Naeem Hines. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough going with, like, the two guys like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think it screwed up with the auto-draft Or I missed a pick the one time, so they actually drafted the guy on the Ravens who got hurt. Not the the other one, who suffered the season-ending injury. By accident, so I it was like a waste of a draft pick because I accidentally missed that one pick. <laughs> yeah. So that like set me back a little bit.
1: <clears throat> um, actually, I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm a big waiver wire and like free agent pickup. I'm always looking for streamer picks.
0: Oh, um, Chase,
1: Chase. Ooh, the long pass play to the uh, thirty or so. Jamar Chase is playing well right now. He's he's making big plays for. um. For the Bengals. Yeah. 44. The, 40. uh, the the
0: Bengals score 24 consecutive and cover the spread.
1: Oh, I, I could see it. <laughs> I honestly could see it.
0: Right. <laughs> I could see it. it just Sam waking up.
1: Um, so Hunter Renfro of the Raiders just uh popped up on my waiver wire. I want to pick him up bad because he's he's had a good start. I think he's getting some good targets. Um he's had targets of nine, seven, and six. He's the slot receiver for the Raiders, um, and I feel like slot receivers have been a like a big component of offenses. Yes, uh,
0: but Cup yeah. too,
1: right? Cups a slot receiver. Right?
0: Uh, and,
1: yeah.
0: Cooper yeah. Cup. Yeah. Cups had a big year. Renfro's had, had some nice moments. Yeah.
1: Hugo Samuels is also uh, more of a slot guy, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: so I'm. Um, it's just the decision now of who I would drop in his place um I've got Dak I've got Rondale Moore I've got Tim Patrick (sighs) see all right you know how like when you have a running back you have like a number one number two running back and then you get their backup to sort of handcuff them Mm -hmm. I have three San Francisco running backs on my roster
0: oh he's in uh who is that that was uh
1: C.J. Uh, Uzoma.
0: <laughs> C.J. Uzoma. <laughs> Tight end.
1: <laughs> 14.
0: That was quick, though. That's the kind of drive the Bengals want to start the half.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like that, now one-score game. Now that missed touchdown opportunity is – Yeah, crazy. brutal. Because even if um Cincinnati comes out and does the same thing that they just did, you at least still have a 14-point buffer. Now you only have a one-score a one game. And they've already had to deal with a team coming from behind and beating them. So Jacksonville really just has to hold on here. They have to score on this next drive, a touchdown. I, I don't think they cannot score a touchdown on the next drive and. One Yeah. The momentum. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I was going to say, I have three San Francisco running backs. I think I have to drop one of them and risk the handcuff. I've Jeff. Junior who's not even supposed to come back until week seven <laughs> Probably preemptive with that. <laughs> um, but I definitely, I want to get Hunter Renfro in here. I might even, the, these like free agent budget things throw me off because I feel like with a player like Renfro, um, you know, he, it's, it's not so much what I value, value him at, it's what I feel like other people might put on him, you know, like some guy might just come in with a $11 waiver claim and I put 10, which I think I'm going to do. I think I'm just, I think I'm going to keep it to eight. Actually, I'm going to put eight in on him. I'm just talking people through this. Like who cares if you're picking up a Hunter Rempro for over $8. <laughs> but anyway yeah so you know we'll see what fancy football turns into i hope my team can turn it around because it just makes it more entertaining you know when your team's not winning it's it's not it's wrong yeah it's
0: wrong oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: especially with i don't know what your buy-in to your league is but ours is a hundred bucks so it's like yeah i think mine
0: was yeah i think mine was 100
1: yeah yeah it's a lot to buy into and really within a couple of weeks you you'll know if your team is good or not and it's yeah. too- It's too much of like to chance to really know. Um, So we'll see. Uh, But Danny, why don't you wrap us up with some college stuff real quick? Let's see, you know, what are some of the big matchups that again, to look forward to. Um, I'm curious to hear about the, the no name college teams and what they're going to do against some of the, the bigger name ones.
0: But Paul actually. Yeah. Last week was a tremendous week for me against the spread. I, I went seven and two with my nine picks given out. The two losses uh, really didn't stand a chance. Honestly, it was Florida Atlantic who was a complete no show against the air force. I'm I was surprised by that. They got destroyed. And then uh the BYU defense let me down. They gave up a good amount of points to South Florida. We're not really close to covering that twenty-three point spread. They, got, I think, they got actually to a good start, but then it really slowed down at the end. It was, yeah, uh, yeah BYU was up twenty-eight to six, and then South Florida kind of picked it up second half and made it. Uh, eight, they only lost by eight, but you know BYU didn't play a complete game really. But seven and two, seven and two—that's uh, a good week. Uh, yeah. Right now, we do have. Uh, It's a good game. I think Miami will actually come back to win. But Virginia leads 19-14 right now at 640 left in the third. Uh, Virginia's got it second and 16. Uh, I'm actually going to the game tomorrow night. It's probably, you know, hour 45 from here. So I was playing Maryland. Uh, I was fifth in the country at Maryland. Should be a great game. The spread's three, and the over-under is 47-and-a-half. Uh, so I will get to see a Tagovailoa play yeah. <laughs> with Maryland and hopefully yeah. lead them to an upset, a big, big-time, uh, you know, win against the ranked Iowa team that, in the top yeah. five. Um, so, going next week is massive. Next week, we mentioned it last week, but Oklahoma, Texas, Boise, BYU, Alabama, Texas A&M, um, Georgia, Auburn, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Next week's loaded. (laughs) This week, there's some good ones besides Iowa-Maryland. Georgia-Arkansas is a big-time game. Um, Cincinnati-Notre Dame. If you want a chance for an outsider to make the playoff through for Cincinnati against Notre Dame, because Mm -hmm. I would imagine – I think Oklahoma's going to trip up somewhere. Penn State – oh, Penn State plays Iowa next week. That's a huge game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Cincinnati is probably going to leapfrog one of them. And then Oregon – Oregon's a tough call. Are they going to lose somewhere? I mean, I could see them maybe losing at UCLA. That's tricky. But I I think – I kind of favor Oregon right now to run the table, which would make things tough for a lot of teams. Is Um, Cincinnati ranked right now? Seventh. And Notre Dame's nine, cool. so that's that's a good game. Yeah, that's a good game. Cincinnati's favorite too, by point and a half, which is shady because you would think Notre Dame will be favorite at home. That's got to be a surprise, right? I no, mean, they've they, been good. They've been they've been good oh, the last okay. two two years. Like, I mean, they almost they almost beat Georgia last year. They lost like late in the game.
1: I'm definitely not the college football guy, but I feel like when I see rankings, Cincinnati is not typically a team that I thought would come up. But hey, man. Good for them. Spot number seven. Like, I feel like that's a, a good spot to be in, knowing what the rest of the field usually looks like.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. So Jacksonville's gonna have to punt here all the momentums back with Cincinnati now. Since yeah. he honestly could wind up having a big quarter here. Um let's see. Ole Miss Alabama is interesting. I mean, Bama normally, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, Bama you're going to find no matter who they're playing is going to be like a 10 to a 17 point favorite most weeks. But this is the game. The total is 79 and a half. The two, the two contenders, right? The two main contenders right now for the highest and uh, Ole Miss's quarterback Matt Corral. Uh, he he's had a great season so far. Going up against uh, um, Bryce on uh, Bryce Young, I think. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: All familiar, Bryce Young, the Alabama's quarterback. It's a two. I think uh, Corral's like plus one forty-five, and Young is plus like one sixty for the Heisman. So it's like the two Heisman, like main Heisman favorites right now. That should be a great game. And when it's whole, you don't see Alabama with a total of seventy-nine and a half that often. So that should be a very good game. Um, sneaky good one. And they've they've come close in recent years. Uh, I think two or three years ago. Kentucky getting seven and a half at home against Florida. I I would watch out for that game. I, I think Kentucky, I think they're due to have a, a big game and a potential upset alert right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor-Oklahoma State's interesting. Oklahoma State, based on what I've seen, has no business being ranked 19th. I don't think they're that good. Uh, yeah, Baylor's defense is good. I actually think Baylor could upset them there. Yeah. Um, uh, Invite other, you know, Arizona State UCLA should be right. Um, in terms of my picks for this week though, I'll take Maryland plus three. Uh yeah, I'll take I actually think they're gonna win the game, but I'll take Maryland plus three tomorrow. I like Arkansas getting 18 against Georgia. I think Florida Atlantic, I'll go to the well again with Florida Atlantic giving 10 and a half. I think they beat the crap out of Florida International. I just think they have a lot more offense. Um, I don't think Arkansas State should be an underdog against Georgia Southern. I like them getting two there. Should be a high-scoring game, and they actually have the potential to put up some points. Um, I don't think Washington should be a dog against Oregon State. I think Oregon State last week, I think them winnings is more about USC than them winning against USC. I I, I just think USC is in a bad place right now. I trust Washington's defense to have a good game against Oregon State, and I think they take that. Um, I like TCU plus four against Texas. I actually think they might win that outright. I like the Toledo-UMass under. Toledo doesn't really seem to have it together so far. It seems like they're kind of underachieving. UMass won't score that much at all against Toledo. I don't see that happening. I do like the under-56 there. Um based on the way they're playing, I, I like Colorado getting seven and a half against USC. Colorado really played tough against Texas AM, who was the top five team in the country at that point. Uh, I I I actually think they have a chance to win that game too. Uh, I think Colorado keeps that close. Uh Just on principle, it seems way too low. Like, it's been, like, a 45-point spread in recent years. I hate to say it. Ohio State giving 15 to Rockers. I think you just got to take Ohio State. Like, like, the spread last year was, like, 49. Ohio sure. State should beat Rockers by three touchdowns. Like, uh, Rockers is getting better. They're, like, respectable now. But that's just – it still feels too little. I mean, last year the spread was, like, 49 or 50, I think. Yeah. Um. I like Army against Ball State again. Ball State's going to have a hard time stopping the triple option. And Army's defense against a team like Ball State I think will step up. That should be a double-digit win. Um, And this one, too, I don't quite understand. They're coming off a bad loss against Syracuse. But Liberty, from what I've seen, is a pretty good team. And I, I think they are better offensively, and I think they've got a decent defense uh, against UAB. I think Liberty beats UAB outright. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog, though. Um, Yeah, the other games, I guess one more. Old Dominion UTEP, I like the under 48-and-a-half. Two, two bad teams, I think. I think Old Dominion's defense will play good enough. Like, UTEP is not a team that, like, light up the scoreboard. I think Dominion will play competitive. It's a five-point spread. That, to me, feels 24-17, something like that, I, I could see easily. So, th- those are my picks for college this week. We do have – we do have Vanderbilt playing UConn, which <laughs> is, like, two of the worst teams in the country, two um, of the worst – you know, awesome. UConn actually almost nearly beat Wyoming as a 31-point dog last week, which has <laughs> been crazy. Two um
1: throwing trash at each other that's that <laughs>
0: <game>. <laughs> so that's 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 what piqued my interest in my picks this week for college football you know the big games are definitely arkansas georgia you got maryland iowa tomorrow night um and then you got the uh that Bama all miss game with the two heisman quarterbacks and then next week's loaded yeah so um yep so that will wrap up uh tonight's edition of northeast beat Hope you guys enjoyed a long episode, about an hour 45. Wow. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, enjoyed uh, listening to our picks and, and predictions and, and recaps uh, of uh, everything across the football universe. So, uh, for Paul Casaro, this is your host, Dan Solar. And uh, have a good night, guys. See ya. See ya.